Welcome to Talking Sense. I'm Mark Osorio. And I'm Teresa Arago. We're financial advisors, and if there's one thing we understand, it's that money can be confusing. So get ready, because we're breaking down what you don't know about money today on Talking Sense. So in the world of finance, there are a lot of terms that make people's heads spin. Honestly, before I started working here, I didn't even know these words existed. And a big part of why we started this podcast was to try to decode those or break them down so that anybody could understand them. We have an episode on decoding. Yes, we actually do. (laughs) We just talk about terms and help you understand them better. And for this week, we decided to tackle net worth. And I'm just going to be honest, this is not a challenging subject to talk about, but it is a challenging one to get into the details without getting into the weeds on. So we're going to do our very best to try to do that for you today. Um, If you've never heard the term net worth, then you probably don't know what yours is. You may not even know that it applies to you as an individual. Yeah, or but, why it's important. Yes, so we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about what it is, why it's important to understand it, and what you can do about it once you understand it. First of all, you know, what what is net worth? Because it's the, I would say, probably the, the place where most people have heard about it is when talking about celebrities, right? Or mm-hmm. just personalities. It's like, oh, this person's net worth is so many billions or millions or whatever it is, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, so what does that mean? Investopedia, I feel like, has the best mm-hmm. example of how to calculate your net worth. It is the difference between what you own and what you owe. So what are the things that you own? A fancy term for it is your assets. But really, it's anything that you own. It could be your home, although that one is debatable among different scholars about whether you should include it because if you sold it, you're just buying another one. Um, But it could be your bank accounts, your real estate Mm -hmm. that you own if you've got some land, and everything inside of your home, your cars, your jewelry, your your clothes, everything has a value. Right. So those are the assets or the things that you own. The opposite part of that is the things that you owe for. Right. So usually this can also be things that are attached to those things that you own. Right. So like you just said, mm-hmm. like your house, you probably have a mortgage. Right. So you own the asset, but you are also on the hook for that loan, that mortgage, mm-hmm. uh, which is tied to that asset. So things like, again, mortgage, like personal loans, credit card debt, student loans, you know, those are your liabilities, mm-hmm. right? So as you look at, um, you know, this other term called your your balance sheet, right? Which in your balance sheet, that it just basically talks about, you know, your assets are essentially the total of your assets is equal to your total liabilities plus your total equity, right? Which just makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. So what you own is made up of how much you owe on the things that you own plus, you know, the the equity that you have in it, basically the ownership that you have in that, which would be the the market value of those things minus what you owe on those things. So if your head's starting to spin, let's do some quick math to talk mm-hmm. through this. Okay? Thank you. Yes. If your home value, your investments, employer plans, IRAs, investment accounts, bank accounts, all of that was worth $200,000. And you owed on your home, your cars, things like that, 150000 Then you would have a positive net worth of 50000 the difference. So you own more than you owe. But if that was flipped, let's say your mortgage, your car, car notes, your student loans, that's the one that has a lot of people yeah. struggling on this one, are higher 
than the value of the things that you own, then you would have what's called a negative net worth. And full disclosure, I'm right there with you, okay? <laughs> I still owe a lot on my house. I have a one car note that we're still paying on, and my assets do not exceed that yet. It's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, no. And that's something I want to get into early in this. Mm -hmm. Your net worth in a snapshot doesn't really tell you a lot. But if you watch the trends, if you track it over time, that's where you can notice your patterns in your spending and your loan habits. Right. Yeah. So it, it's kind of like your your credit score, right? When, mm -hmm. you, when you start out, nobody has a good credit score starting mm -hmm. out, right? Because it, it's determined by a lot of things that you just haven't built up yet. So it makes sense, right? So the same with your net worth. If the, it's not something that, that you've worked to build up yet, right? Unless maybe you were like a trust fund baby, right, then most likely everyone starts out in the negative. At the very best, you're starting out at net neutral, right? So at zero. Mm -hmm. And then as you start your career, start working and, you know, paying off whatever loans you have or just start accumulating, right? You start uh, saving into your retirement accounts. You start putting some, some money back for your emergency fund, right? Things like that is how, you know, you start mm -hmm. uh, improving that, that net worth, Yes. So it's sort of like when you go to the gym and you're getting evaluated by a trainer before they start training you, they're just trying to get a pulse on where you stand currently. And that's the benefit of doing this calculation from time to time. You're just getting a pulse on where you're at and what trends are starting to show in your financial decision making. Um, so the, the different scholars all have different timelines on how often you should calculate this. Because it's cumbersome, I would suggest no more than twice a year. Um, because if you're doing this monthly, if you're trying to do this monthly, the value of things can shift drastically. I just mm -hmm. think it could get really cumbersome and become something that's quite a headache. I'd rather you work on your budget monthly than, than yeah. try to calculate this number. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, your, your budget's definitely going to be... It's good. Actually, your budget's one of those tools that if done correctly then it actually improves your net worth, mm -hmm. right? Because it's making sure that you're allocating the, the, the right amount of dollars to the right places, right? Mm -hmm. So to places that are going to improve your net worth over time. And something that we never want people to feel is shame over what they've done in the past. So if you do this calculation, and you realize, man, I am way off track. It's not intended to make you feel bad about yourself. It's just like getting your checkup at the doctor. If they don't identify areas that need to grow, then it's not like they can address them. Mm -hmm. Identifying areas that you may have an imbalance, that's beneficial to you. For instance, with my net worth, I, as a you know kind of practice since we're doing this show today, I sat and calculated mine. And when I saw it, there was a purchase I was considering that I would have to utilize some short-term debt for. And I thought, you know, I can put it off. Mm -hmm. it, it helped me realize I've got more debt than I'm comfortable with right now um, because of the last six months that have been just crazy for us financially. Right. Um, I thought, you know, this one's not really a need. It could wait. Mm -hmm. It was replacing our deck on the back of our home um, because it is in rough shape. But I thought, you know what? We're not on it right now and we're going into winter. I'm going to get somebody to give us a quote and then we'll save up for it and do it in the spring instead. Definitely. So that's where understanding your financial situation can maybe help guide you. And hey, if you're on track and you're doing great, we hope that calculating this will just re-motivate you to stick with it.
Mm-hmm. Knowing obviously where you stand, like you just said, can give us a good heading of the places where we might need some help, right? Or, mm-hmm. you know, things that we need to change. So, okay, so what can you do about it? You know, I think what, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about, you know, some things that, that hurt the net worth and some things that help the mm-hmm. net worth, right? Because even if, you know, you could be, you know, buying a whole lot of possessions and things, right? But that doesn't necessarily help your net worth. Yes. Right. When my husband finished college and I was actually staying home at this point, we saw all of his friends on Facebook, which we've talked about the impact of Facebook on your finances. No. But we saw them all buying new cars, big fancy houses and boats and going on extravagant trips. And we thought, Mm -hmm. man, what are we doing wrong? And then it hit us one day. There's no way they can afford this stuff Mm -hmm. because they are financially in the same job. Yeah. You know, he was a physical therapist at the time. So it was like, we knew what the salary is for this position. So understanding that about Mm -hmm. yourself is really beneficial to decide to prioritize. Really, how are you going to prioritize your finances in light of it? So So what are some things that can hurt net worth? A lot of what we think about is, for example, credit cards, right? So we use credit cards, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, for, could be for everyday shopping, you know, for little things that, that we need, as well as, you know, bigger things, whether you're buying, you know, like plane tickets or an appliance or something like that on uh, on our credit card, right? But when you think about consumer credit and revolving credit, like, you know, credit cards, most of the time what you buy with a credit card is not going to help your net worth, right? Mm-hmm. Because it is not necessarily a producing asset or an appreciating asset. So explain what an appreciating asset is real quick for those that don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. An appreciating asset is something like a house, right? Or if you have, you know, some piece of machinery, right, that produces some sort of good that then you can sell, right? Or, you know, that just generates value. So a house is a perfect example because when you buy a house, right, uh, real estate over time, generally appreciates right there have been times uh like in in the great recession in 2008 2009 where house prices in uh, areas of the country did uh, depreciate right meaning that they uh, went down in value right but it's most of the time temporary right Mm -hmm. if that happens but generally speaking a house will uh, increase in value over time right so that whatever you're paying for it uh, now is going to be less than what it will be worth later on down the line, you know, hopefully uh, when you choose to sell it. Mm-hmm. So, so you're very likely to be able to get your money and more out of it eventually. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people will be very, very acquainted with this principle or with this example because over the past two years, you know, the home, home prices have skyrocketed, right? Mm-hmm. So there's people that have bought, bought a house only a year or two years ago and then mm-hmm. been able to sell it for, you know, twenty, thirty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 more than what they bought it for just recently. So that that experience in itself, you know, shows how that net worth increased, right? Because let's say that your net worth, that you were starting at, at zero, right? So you bought your house, the house was worth 200,000 and you paid 200,000, right? So that means that you've got a positive 200 on the asset, which is the house, and a negative 200,000, which is the, the loan for the house, right? Mm-hmm. So that nets out to zero, right? But then over the past, let's say two years, now the house is worth 250000 right? So even if you hadn't paid anything on the house and, and that's... And the you, full loan balance was still due, right, you would still, still have made, made money as far as your net worth. 
Right. So now your net worth would be the 50,000 because it would be the 250 minus that loan for the 200. Mm -hmm. Right. So in that sense, a lot of people's net worth has most likely increased if they're homeowners Mm -hmm. over these past few years. So when you think of going back to what you originally said, if you're going into debt for something and it's something that can get higher in value over its lifetime, that is beneficial to your net worth. But if it's something that's going to lose value, going into debt for it may not be beneficial to you long-term for your finances. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so, and then another good example that a lot of people will be familiar with is investments, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, we advise people on, uh, our clients on what to invest in, mm-hmm. right? And the, 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 the things that people want to invest money in are the things that are going to appreciate in value over time, yes. right? So, uh, you're just thinking about the stocks that, that people are familiar with, right? So in Netflix or Tesla or Google, right? If they invested in those stocks, let's say 10, 20 years ago, mm-hmm. right? And held on to those stocks. Yeah, there might have been you know dips here and there where it might have lost a little bit of value. But in general, they have appreciated and increased in value quite a bit over mm-hmm. that time so that what they paid for it now is very, very small in comparison to what it's worth. That is an increase in your net worth. Yes, so you can positively affect your net worth by increasing your investments over mm-hmm. time. And there are tons of vehicles out there that you can use. Um, you know, if you if you have an employer plan, it's phenomenal mm-hmm. for doing that. It's, it's probably one of the most useful tools for building your net worth because you've got that wonderful little match in there usually. But if you don't, there are investments that you can open on your own to help mm-hmm. yourself save. Your emergency fund, that'll help you because it'll help you avoid some debt. Um, so those are all some things you can do. Yeah. And and as we said before, make sure you're watching your trends and not looking at any individual measurement along the way to be the, the sole reason you make decisions. Yeah. So let's talk about now something that uh, we've seen many times, which mm-hmm. is a very common way to hurt your net worth, right? And that is buying a depreciating asset, mm-hmm. right? And the most common example of this is buying a car, right? And most of all, typically buying a new car, Mm -hmm. right? Because everybody knows that as soon as you drive it off the lot, it tends to depreciate anywhere Mm -hmm. between, what, 10 to 20%. And I would say even faster now because they're overpriced. Right. In our current market, cars are just overpriced anyway. So I think it depreciates even faster. Right. So if you're buying a car, right, let's say that you bought a brand new car, uh, let's say $30,000, and immediately as you drive it off the lot, it depreciates, let's say, 10%, right? So mm-hmm. you immediately lose $3,000 of your net worth mm-hmm. immediately right there because if you sell it, that's what you'd be able to sell it for, yes. right? Uh, and at in the worst-case scenario, if it depreciates, let's say, 20%, then you've lost $6,000, mm-hmm. right? And over time, as you drive it, right, so let's say a year after you've bought it, that it'll be worth even less, right? Mm-hmm. So the more and more and more that you go, uh, that you have that you put asset. Put a lot of miles on it like I do. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. And and uh, the, the less it's going to be worth, right? Mm-hmm. So that's that's why, you know, uh, whenever we trade in our cars, it's usually a negative experience, right? Because mm-hmm. you feel like you've paid, you paid all of this money into it, right? You've been putting gas into it every month or every week or every however every many days. Every three days for me. Yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> you know, with insurance and maintenance and all of this stuff. So it, it's basically sucked a lot of a lot of your resources. Mm-hmm. And then in the end, it you know, doesn't... Tends to not give you all that back. Right. It doesn't give mm-hmm. you all that back. So that's a very, very common way. And people will, um, have, we've seen, mm-hmm. uh, will roll negative equity 
uh, from one car into the next and actually keep decreasing their net worth by basically buying newer cars debt. when they still haven't paid for the previous one, mm-hmm. right? So that's that's a very common way, and we would definitely encourage you to stay away from from that practice of, mm-hmm. of uh, you know being buying cars down. being upside down on on your uh, your car loans. Yes. So there's no ideal net worth. Mm-hmm. Um, your goals are just as unique as you are. So just keep that in mind and just use this as a, a broad base to kind of give yourself a checkup from time to time to see what your trends are as you're tracking your financial um, progress. No, absolutely. And again, just like you said, you know, a negative net worth doesn't necessarily mean that you're financially irresponsible, right? It just means that right now you owe more than you own. So uh, basically just taking a few of the, the tips that, that we've learned today, you know, we hope that that helps in increasing your net worth over time. Yes. Thank you for joining us on Talking Sense. We've got other episodes that talk about different financial topics, everything from traditional and Roth IRA to how much home you can afford. So if you haven't checked out our other podcast topics, go check them out now. And if you want to catch us on YouTube, you have that option too. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Talking Sense. And if you like what you hear, make sure and subscribe to the podcast to get all the newest episodes. The Jim Walt team is available to you 24-7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com. Or you can call our offices at 866-653-PLAN. That's 866-653-7526. And while we like to have fun here, we're also financial advisors, and that means disclosures. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment, and no strategy can assure success. Jim Walt Financial Advisors is an Arkansas registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC.